everyone, and welcome to the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have a small crew this week. Krim could not be here with us today, so it is just me and the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. What's going on today, Richard? Hey, Seth. Ready to talk about so much new news this week, unexpectedly. Oh, my yeah, so, I mean, some of the news was expected. We had a Mythic Championship over the weekend. We're going to talk about that. We had the Moved Up BNR announcement this morning. We're going to talk about that. But then there was some surprise news as well with the announcement of a new format in Pioneer, which is kind of like almost officially supported Frontier, I think. Like, there's some small differences, but kind of a postmodern format. And Wizards looks like they're going all in on it with uh, Pro Tours and PTQs, and it's coming to Moto this week. So lots to talk about that as well. And then, of course, your fish mail to wrap things up. So that's the plan for today. Mythic Championship 5, banner restricted announcement, new format announcement, fish mail. Before we jump into all these topics, a quick reminder that our show today is brought to you by SpikesAcademy.com, and they're presenting a new course about Limited with Hall of Famer Ben Stark. In the course, Ben will teach you how to build better draft and seal decks and how to evaluate cards in Limited. So get ready to crush your next pre-release tournament with SpikesAcademy.com. And the new Limited course from Ben Stark, you can even use the code GOLDFISH to get a 5% discount over at SpikesAcademy.com today. So thank you to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. And now let's get through this huge list of kind of exciting topic. So first off, Mythic Championship 5, that kind of sets the stage, I think, for some of our other topics. That happened this weekend. It was won by Javier Dominguez playing Gruel Agro. Uh, what did you think of this tournament, Richard? Uh, I know we were both watching throughout the weekend. What was your kind of first impressions of Mythic Championship 5? So I, before we go into it, I just wanted to say how sad I was that Dominguez wasn't playing Mardu Knights and like playing for a champion and winning with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how hilarious was that? Flavor fail for sure. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so what, what were the big stories this weekend? So I, I just want to pre- preface this with like everything we're about to talk about. Uh, you just throw it in the toilet because of the bandings that happened this morning. But uh, let, let's talk about what happened going into the weekend. Field of the Dead was the most popula- populous deck in the format. Uh, 64 players, yeah, like 43%, I think they said it was. For 43% of the meta, yeah, were Golos yeah. Field of the Dead decks. However, top eight, by some miracle, was very diverse, right? Mono Red Cavalcade, two Simic Foods, a Mardu Knights, a Bant Ramp, a Bant Food, a single Bant Golos, which uh, finished runner-up, and then Gruel Aggro. So a lot of metagamey <laughs> decks in there. However, the story of the tournament, and we ran the numbers, it's on the website right now, the, the breakdown of all the matchups, because they posted uh, all of the round data and all the deck lists. Uh, Oko decks were everywhere, and they were crushing. Uh, the best Oko deck was probably Bant Food or Bant Ramp. and uh, They're very similar. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very similar, but it's basically you goose into Oko or you goose into Druid into Nyssa and then uh, you beat your opponent down and then you like fire off a giant Hydroid Krasis and then that's it and then the differences in these decks is like how much ramp they play what interaction do they wolf or do they not wolf Uh, do they play disdainful strokes in the main board to uh, try to combat uh, Golos or do they play deputy detention things like that but basically what we learned this weekend was the Bant Shell or the, the Simic Shell, the, those cards are incredibly powerful and they actually did better than Golos. Golos actually 
kind of sucked this tournament <laughs> uh 50 win rate and then less goals fires was like even worse than golos yeah uh but yeah they were both right morning, around 50 percent, which field of the dead is banned yeah. anyway <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah there, there's kind of no way to not hit on the bnr announcement along with talking about mythic championship because they kind of go together even though the article announcing the bannings said that mythic championship 5 didn't played into it and this was determined beforehand uh but yes field of the dead banned in standard which I don't know. Uh, as I was writing the argument, uh, the argument, as I was writing the article yesterday, I felt like the data from Mythic Championship 5, you could basically, depending on what your position was on standard bannings, if you wanted to see Field of the Dead banned, you could point to 43% of the meta and a 50% win rate despite being like the main target of the tournament and say, okay, I think this means it needs to be banned. On the other hand, if you're someone that was like, thinking we don't need any standard changes you can definitely say like 50 percent win rate that's like not nearly as good as these like simic shell decks the bant food and the bant ramp and even just straight simic food uh, like maybe golos isn't actually a problem because those decks perform better there was only one in the top eight so i feel like over the weekend like you could use mythic championship five to basically support whatever argument you want to make um i don't know I'm actually kind of disappointed with the BNR announcement. Uh, the one thing that I didn't want to have happen was just Field of the Dead Band because the do- the real dominant deck and the dominant shell from Mythic Championship 5 was the, like, Simic shell, the Nissa, Oko, Gilded Goose, Hydroid Crosses, Paradise Druid. Like, that shell is a shell that performed best, and that shell was basically as represented. Like, technically, we broke it down into, like, Simic food, Bant food, Bant ramp, but when you lump all those decks together, it was very close to the same metagame percentage as the Golos decks, and the decks are similar enough that it's not insane to, like, lump them together because they're all based on that same shell we were just talking about. So I was hoping they would either ban nothing or they would ban Field of the Dead and, I mean, I guess asking for Oko's maybe too much because they're trying to sell Throne of Eldraine, but something like Nissa or Crossus or something from that shell. So I don't know. I'm a little worried that these bans might actually make Standard worse rather than better because I kind of feel like maybe Golos got a bad rap and it was keeping us from just being overwhelmed by Oko decks. Yeah, so here's what I dislike about this banding. I dislike that it happened today, right after the Mythic Championship. Right? So Wizards has their data, right? They have the data from all the arena games, all the moto games, all the Grand Prix, whatever. Actually, there's no Grand Prix, but you know, all, all of the online games about how well Fields, uh, Field of Dead did. And obviously it warped the metagame, right? However, the metagame is like not a science, right? It's base. It's like what people are playing and what other people are playing. And the narrative, if you just look at the top eight of the Mythic Championship, like Gruel Aggro won. What does that mean, right? It means players <laughs> will just pick up Gruel Aggro for no reason, right? And like, even though it was like a really bad deck, right? Like it did eight and six in the, the over the two days. And, you know, he basically yeah. <laughs> just strung to, I looked at the data. I was like, is this right, Seth? Like, why? <laughs> why is this record yeah, so I, bad, right? I believe. I believe Javier got in on tiebreakers yeah. both days, like the minimum record to make it to day two, minimum record to make it to day three, and then just ran the table in the top eight. And and that's magic for yeah, you. But the point is, like, people will see that and they will, like, overly play Gruel Aggro for no reason, right? Well, not no reason, but they will just overly play Gruel Aggro and that will affect the metagame. And so coming out of Mythic Championship, where we know that... Oko and Nissa are actually really, really strong. The metagame will adjust and maybe Field of the Dead isn't a problem. So if anything, you should wait one week, two weeks 
after the Mythic Championship until, you know, all the Oko memes come by and social media goes nuts and everyone calls for another banning or whatever. <laughs> Wait for that to all resolve, see what people are actually playing, and then ban the problematic things, right? Like, they're not letting the metagame adjust at all. Like, basically, all these pros came, played whatever decks they thought were best, and then Wizards like, we'll just ignore all this, ban Field of the Dead. Right? And then, like, so, why? Right? Like, you, you could have just, like, there's nothing happening next week. You could have just put the B and R, like, a week or two weeks from now and then let the metagame I, shake out and then deal with it, right? Uh, I, I think that the reason that we're seeing it is because we actually have another Mythic Championship in under three weeks now, like Friday the 8th of November, we have another Mythic Championship. So I almost think that that is what led to this really quick banning, that Wizards, like, if they wait two weeks, then you're going to have all the, like, pros, compl- and I think the deck lists are due, like, almost a week or, like, several days ahead of time, so we're probably, like, two weeks away from deck lists being due. So if they wait two weeks and then ban, you're going to have a lot of pros, like, you you know you kind of like messed everything up for us at this mythic championship all of our testing's no good you just banned something out from under us a week before a mythic championship so it feels like a tough situation uh and i definitely agree that this mythic championship didn't necessarily make their choice better like if we just take what wizards said at face value they basically determined before this weekend at least that they were banning field of yeah, the they should have like, just banned it before already... the weekend then right <laughs> like they should have banned it like yeah. two weeks ago then if that's something they're gonna do right like yeah i mean if you're gonna do like essentially an emergency bnr announcement like i don't know about waiting till after the pro tour because now you have people that well i don't know you look at the data and you see the numbers on the golo stacks and it doesn't exactly scream banning from a win perspe- uh, win and loss perspective, at least. Like, you can argue for the metagame percentage, so I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know what's going on in Standard. So I understand. So obviously the meta is super warped, right? Like, why, you know, if Field of the Dead is a real deck, which it is, right, you don't want to play targeted removal, uh, like Murderous Rider. Like, that's just a terrible card. So therefore, you know, Oko and Nissa are running rampant. Like, no one's playing any interaction because why would you waste the card on killing a zombie so it is warping the meta so now that field of the dead is gone maybe people play more murderous rider angrath's rampage or whatever and then oko and nissa aren't a problem but at that you know oko and nissa are still warping the meta right like you saw basically all the aggro players were like well i can beat golos but i got nothing against bant food <laughs> right like and then <laughs> they just die against oko Right? So, like, I don't know. You just replaced one evil with another. But I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be fine. Like, hopefully, with Field of the Dead gone, you can make a control deck that is strong enough to actually defeat the mid-range decks. Uh, because currently, you, you can't make a control deck that beats Field of the Dead and Oko, apparently, right? So now, maybe Murderous Rider is playable. Maybe you can actually kill Oko or Nyssa. Uh, and hopefully, the meta is okay. I guess that's that's our hope. Or... The dark timeline is just everyone plays Goose into Oko and Tanissa until rotation, right? So hopefully that doesn't happen. But green uh, mid-range, like, can I play a color that's not green in standard, please? Like, oh. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm worried about. Is And I don't know, maybe it is true that you can play different cards now with Golos. There can be a control deck now. Like, control just wasn't even uh, a part of the meta just because it couldn't keep up with Field of the Dead. Like, the late game of the Golos decks just kind of, you know, the form of a non-basic land just beat control decks all by itself. Like, control can't beat you just making your land drops and, <laughs> and making two zombies a turret or whatever. So maybe control coming back to the meta will be able 
able to answer the Simic shell decks, I'm definitely still nervous about it. I was really hoping they would hit something from Simic as well. I think the risk is that this is going to be kind of like Kaladesh standard to some extent, where if things don't go well, we have another Mythic Championship in under three weeks, and then we're right back to where we are now, where people are like, oh, we really need to ban Oko or something from the Oko shell. And we're just like in that perpetual cycle of like, is standards not exactly where we want it to be? So calls for bannings and then bannings and then do it again. And I don't know. That's that cycle was not very fun in Kaladesh standard. And, and I hope that that's not where we're heading is just like the constant, like needing to ban something or calls for banning something and just uh repeat, repeat, repeat for an entire standard season. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. I'm not super hopeful. I've lost to goose into Oko so many times that it makes me feel like having control be more part of the meta or whatever isn't going to solve that issue, but I don't, maybe you just play like four Noxious Grasps in the main deck and four Noxious Riders and you're just like, whatever, I'm going to stick it to these green decks and I'll lose to whatever else because maybe the biggest thing we learned or one of the biggest things we learned from the Mythic Championship outside of uh the Simic Shell decks being really good was aggro decks are in a really rough place. Aggro decks were good against Golos, which everyone kind of knew, but they were amazingly bad against food decks. I was looking at, like, Gruul and Golgari Adventures and the Rakdos decks. They literally were over <laughs> against against food decks for the first two days of the tournament. Something like 0 for 14 between them, which, that's not just a bad... That's almost, like, shocking that you can't pick up a single win by your opponent getting, like, mana screwed or something. That's, like, really, really bad across 14 matches. So I'm a little worried that aggro won't be a part of the format. So that leaves just control... I guess, or else we end up in a position where your choices are like, oh, do I play Bant that goes bigger and tries to get to, like, whatever, Agent of Treachery and make my Crossuses better, or do I play Bant that is faster and plays Wicked Wolf and tries to kill my opponent's Mana Dorks? Hopefully that's not where we end up in Standard, is to, like, choosing the flex slots for your Bant deck. That, that's my worry without Field of the Dead floating around anymore, that maybe it's just all green decks and all Simic slash band decks. Alright, Seth, I have news for you. Krim is actually here, so let's get him onto the podcast. Oh, Krim is here. Oh, yes, let's add him in. Uh, so... We, we actually do have Krim here. I thought we did not have Krim here. That's my bad. I thought this was uh, the week you were away, Krim. Hey, what's, what's going on this morning, Krim? <laughs> uh, no, nothing much. Pretty excited <laughs> about the bands. Yeah, that's we were actually just talking about the Mythic Championship, Field of the Dead ban, and uh and Oko slash like the Simic cards. What do you think of this banning? We kinda already more or less shared our thoughts. Uh, where are you at with Field of the Dead being banned and what do you think about standard kinda moving forward from here? So I'm actually not really sad at all that none of the Simic cards are gone. I mean maybe maybe Nissa like could be taken, but other than that uh, I'm actually okay with them not banning anything because now I feel like you can actually play a control deck. Do you think that'll be enough, Krim? You're you're the control player of the podcast. Like, are you pretty confident that you can build a control deck that can beat like Bant Ramp or Bat Food or whatever Simic Shell deck that is most popular? Yeah, I think you definitely can, and like it probably starts with you know a black base uh, mana. Uh, because, I mean, I, I'm probably going to play, like, four Noxious Grasps, and uh, probably now with, like, w- you know, w- with 
with like Field of the Dead gone, I can actually play more solid spot removal, like even Obnixilus's Cruelty, just to get rid of Wicked Wolf and things like that. Uh, like just things that actually can you, you can pack a lot more spot removal, and that's good. So. What do you think in general for standard moving forward? Like, obviously, we just lost a deck that was 43% of the Mythic Championship metagame, uh, but the Simic decks were close to that metagame percentage. If you kind of throw them all together, are you expecting them to immediately just, like, be the top deck of the format and be a huge percentage of the meta? Or are we kind of, like, starting Throne of Eldraine standard over? Like, was, was Field of the Dead warping the meta to such a great extent that it's, like, a fresh start almost? Yeah, it feels like it's almost like a brand new meta now because exactly exactly just that. I mean, Feel the Dead was just everywhere. And it, I think like on average I would run into it like probably about 5 out of 10 matches. And when when it's that much of the field, I you just can't play control deck. So now uh but but overall I think that this is just going to be a new meta. Because I think Feel the Dead made it so that a lot of things couldn't get played until now. So, yeah, I, welcome I think to that fairies. <laughs> Are you playing <laughs> Esper Grim? Is this, <laughs> is this what's happening? Uh, I might I might play Grixis Fires. Ooh. Okay. I could I could see Grixis Fires being pretty fun. I mean, Fires is definitely on the short list of most powerful cards, I think, from Throne of Eldorain that were actually, like, doing semi-well, even in the Golos meta. So maybe that's something that takes off. Is there anything else you're looking at kind of, I guess, lower tier that might have a chance now that Field is gone and presumably these, like, Simic Bant decks are the main target, at least for the immediate future? Uh, you probably could play a few more things now that don't, like, get blown out by all the ridiculous... Like, like, I think that aggro can probably play a little bit differently now, right? Because you also don't see red decks probably boarding, like, four of those seismic rifts or whatever. Like, you could you could probably have just more aggro decks, too. Uh, yeah. Maybe, although I think aggro might just get stomped by food decks. At least that was like what it looked like yeah. in the Mythic Championship, but maybe you can build them differently now that you don't have to worry about Golos to help fix that problem. I think one deck that stuck out for me, uh, as I was writing the article yesterday, one of the main themes was aggro got stomped by food, like almost historically stomped, like barely being able to win a game, but there was one very odd exception, which was Selesnya Adventures. Selesnya Adventures was like the strangest aggro deck because it flipped kind of the paradigm on its head where it was an aggro deck that absolutely got crushed by Golos when most aggro decks just beat Golos very easily, but it got crushed by Golos, but it actually beat the food decks really consistently. It was posting like a almost 80% win rate against food decks. So maybe Selesny Adventures, I think might be my, my dark horse pick is a deck that if food is like the big target now and Golos is no longer a problem, it might actually be time for Selesny Adventures to like move up in the, the metagame rankings. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. The whole metagame is different, right? So before you have Field of the Dead, you have like Simic Shells, and then you have all these random aggro decks, and that was your rock, paper, scissors, and the aggro decks played a very certain way, right? You have Gruel, which is all haste, you have Embercleave being a big part of the format because you needed the Embercleave to close out the game against Field of the Dead. I think with the bannings, the replacement of Field of the Dead is now Control, right? Control should beat up on Simic decks, an aggro deck should beat up on control decks, right? And you will definitely not play Ember Cleaves if people are playing control because you don't want to get blown up by equipping your janky equipment, right? Like, 
So I think the whole thing changes around, and then now control can actually play removal for counter spells. Like if you like just kill Goose, let Oko resolve counter Nissa, like you win, right? Like that's it, <laughs> right? Like then there's nothing left to do, right? Just don't die to Hydroid passes, right? But you know, aggro decks will know this, and they'll try to feast on control decks who are sitting there trying to hold negates or something to, to counter Anissa. So I think oh, that yeah. is what Veil of Summer becomes huge. <laughs> that is again. what you're hoping will happen with this banning, right? And then all your aggro decks will look different because all those aggro decks are built to beat field. Now they'll be built to beat control, and then maybe you can play adventures now. Maybe like your your mid range decks that aren't. Oko are not terrible. Like they don't just like scoop the field of dead, so they can actually compete. I yeah, I mean, I think that would be a best case scenario. I do think it's pretty funny that Embercleave was like uh, financially the biggest winner of the weekend. It like quadrupled in price, and now it's probably going to be horrible. Yeah, everyone picked up the Embercleaves, <laughs> and then they picked up their like zombie yeah. tokens. They're like, I'm ready. I'm ready for standard boys. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Speaking <laughs> of financial stuff. With this banning, what do you think about uh, Oko? It's currently $43. It's just been steadily climbing week by week. I was thinking, I mentioned this on Twitter, that is this going to be the new, like, Jace Friends Prodigy? Or is Oko a card that could end up being, like, $70, $80 if it continues to be, like, the focal point of standard? I mean, I, I, I could definitely see it hitting, like, over 50 bucks like probably around like 60 and i i don't know if it be, does it become jace jace was so expensive but like jace had I don't so know much if it modern becomes, hype well yeah jace had modern hype but i still was oko oko's got a lot of modern like, hype and i actually realized i haven't actually followed modern <laughs> yeah i actually like it's so good out of the emery paradoxical outcome deck out of the sideboard anything in blue and green can just play oko out of the sideboard in modern there are no yeah, it's decks. seeing a decent <laughs> amount of modern play, and it's even snuck into Legacy a little bit, and like Team or Delver decks, some of them have started to play it, so I think actually looking at just Oko's page on the Goldfish site, there's more modern lists on there than there are standard lists. <laughs> Five-color Niv, Urza Outcome, four-color Wurza, Urza Ascendancy, so, so yeah, it definitely has some modern potential, too. However, I, I do think that the card is very good, so I mean... Yeah, maybe it. it I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I think it could go up to like Jace's price, but I, I the issue is like now what we'll to see, right? Because the meta is going to be a whole new landscape, and maybe it adapts, and maybe it can just attack Oko a lot more. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the hope. So here's a good follow up question, and then we should probably talk about uh the format announcement very, uh in a second. Follow up question: Our next BNR, we have a Mythic Championship three-ish weeks from now, we have a BNR after that, like a week after the uh, next Mythic Championship. Will there be more standard bannings at the next BNR announcement? November 18th, I want to say. (laughs) Mid-November. This is... uh... Very premature to call it. <laughs> we don't even have our new standard metagame yet. Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't know. I don't think Wizards wants to ban multiple times. I think they're going to avoid it. So unless the meta is like extremely broken, I, I think they're going to avoid touching it. I mean, if Nissa really is that like oppressive, like I, I, I don't see Oko getting banned, but I can definitely see like maybe something like Nissa. If they were to ban something out of the Simic, like, you know, card pool. Nissa would probably be the easiest pick. It's the least expensive. It's not as new as Oko. Uh, so, so that does seem like a good pick. I am keeping my fingers crossed that we won't need bannings, but 
I don't know. Before Field of the Dead was banned, I really wanted to see something from the Simic slash decks banned too. So I definitely am afraid that those decks are going to dominate standard. But I don't know. Talking to Krim as a control player, you've made me feel a little bit better. That maybe you just overload <laughs> to, on to, Noxious Grass and has, removal has spells. Yeah. And to the world, you feel better. Save, save us, save us to Yes. <laughs> you're only, you're our only hope. No, no, no do you not that. remember standard from like literally weeks ago? Like we're like three fairy is dumb. We got replaced by Oko. Now you want to fairy back? <laughs> He's the hero. I, I again. I want like bad mid-range creatures man like stop making these super powerful planeswalkers that are so oppressive and hard to deal with like then uh, well the thing here is like teferi i don't think is that oppressive i mean questing <laughs> beast is so good it's it, in comparison to all the green things that are going on right now like i really do feel like <laughs> oddly enough it's just okay it's like they play it's like Oko, pretty good. You play Questing Beast and it doesn't kill the Oko, right? You're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right? You're like, what kind of ca- I mean it murders the fairy, but <laughs> like Oko exactly. is still alive. That that is just that well, is just what am too I gonna much. do? Bounce your questing beast? That's terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean like, that that's also a problem with Nissa. Like Nissa going up to six loyalty, I have found to be like super annoying. So Nissa's that expensive. kind of dodges one is a three drop. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Nissa, Nissa essentially is how I feel about Karn Liberated. It's one of my favorite three mana planeswalkers <laughs> because it always it always comes down on turn three. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it literally is Tron, right? Because as soon as you untap with Nissa, you have Tron online, and you can fire off like the largest Hydroid crisis of your life, right? <laughs> like, yeah, N- Nissa Tron, whatever you want to call it, it's disgusting. Poops like, out worm it, coil tokens. You're fine. Right? Like, yeah, no it does, and it. And it never stops. It's just like, I, if you ever just let them untap with Anissa, whatever is about to follow is not just as simple as, oh, it's okay. They'll just make another 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part is like you can't plan or cleanse because all the stupid lands are still there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is so, and I mean, I think that's a big part of why that shell so powerful. You have Nissa and Oko, which are two planeswalkers that just like incidentally both make 3-3s three every turn out of like, like kind of useless resources lands food tokens uh so it's just like such a insane stream of card advantage uh by turning your lands and these random tokens into three threes plus like you were saying then you have the hydroid crosses and the big top end stuff that nissa just oh man oh nissa nissa might be the most unbeatable feeling card in standard now especially now that field of the dead is gone field of the dead sometimes felt that way especially once there was like two or three you're just like oh my god nothing nothing i do matters because you're gonna play another stupid land and you're gonna make four more zombies and you're gonna do that every turn (laughs) you just chop block (laughs) and then you definitely carry on and armageddon them and then you're like okay cool you have no lands uh thank you so much like thank you so much for getting rid of Feel of the Dead. That was like such a fresh breath of air when I woke up like, in the morning. You don't want like an emblem, like just just there that like stacks no. up. It's like the Chandra emblem. Right? No. Like, you stack them no, up. And you're no. like, oh, this is this is unfair. I can't even do anything about this. Which oh. which by the way, like did, did you see that super sweet play that happened at the Mythic Championship? The Nissa, Where? the treachery, which play? Yeah stole that treachery that stole the nissa but then uh, and then ulted but and, then, then mangu still won because uh, it's like yes that was so cool uh well we should also say and then we're gonna move on to pioneer uh also astrolabe was banned in pauper which it was about time it really should have been banned last time around arkham uh arkham's astrolabe was basically 
making, I don't know, at least for me, it was making Popper pretty close to unplayable. It was just dominating the format, allowing you to play any colors, kind of like uh, back during Con Standard, when every deck was just like a five-color pile of the best cards. Like, that's basically what Astrolabe did to Popper. So I think uh, better late than never. I was hoping it was going to be banned last time, but I think it does very much improve Popper. Maybe they should have fit uh, Ephemerate as well, which is also very good, but without Astrolabe, maybe that's enough to keep just the five-color piles in check. I anyway. don't play Popper, so I have no <laughs> idea about any of that stuff. All I know is that I wanted to play it, and then Gush got banned, and and, and all this other stuff. So, although so, I hear that like about Popper, like is is a mystical sanctuary getting too crazy? I mean, I if, if Gush were still around, can you imagine that? <laughs> Mystical, Mystical Sanctuary is pretty good. I've been man, Mystical Sanctuary is so it's I, so strong. I've been playing the turn stack in modern. And that is so insane in the turn stack because all of a sudden all your fetch lands are extra turn spells because you just put a time warp on top of your deck. So all of your lads are like extra turn spells now. And oh, that card is so good. I think that card, it might still even be underrated, Mystic Sanctuary, just because it's an island, you can fetch it out. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So that, that has been huge. I played a few modern events over the weekend and just like, just pretty much that, that was what I did uh, out of my Esper Karn Lattice Lock deck. <laughs> Uh, I, that's a, that's what I've been playing, and it's so good because no one plays around Karn. Wow, Chris, <laughs> true colors appear. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately, I just lock people out, and I counter people out of the game for long enough, and then I just windmill slam lattice, and it's like oh, cool. I and but here's the difference: I play it fairly. I pay action. I tap six lands, <laughs> oh, not three, yes, or something like <laughs> two lands. <laughs> I tap. Three, six whole lands, and then I windmill slam it. <laughs> but, like, and then getting Mystic Sanctuary to just, like, do the cryptic command block, where you put cryptic on top, or and then you just, you know, you counter them and then bounce the Mystic Sanctuary, do it over and over. It's, it, it feels great for, for one person, but it feels great. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't want to play modern anymore. Let's move on to a new format, Seth. We have, <laughs> we have Pioneer, which is... The official. It's frontier. not new, right? It's not. Oh no, no. That. What was the name? Frontier. It's not frontier. Pioneer. Frontier. Historic. Okay. No. It's, no, it's, not historic. <laughs> so, I, so. Okay, go ahead. Richard. Pioneer is the new format, the new modern. So basically, modern is too big. It's too old. So we're starting with a new non-rotating format, starting from Return to Ravnica. So Return to Ravnica, Great Crash, Dragon's Maze, M14, all the way up to Eldraine. And then obviously new sets. And five cards are banned, which are the fetch lands, the allied fetches. No! I want those. New format. And there's tournament support. It's available on Moto this week. And then you can uh, qualify for the players tours. And the first players tour of 2020 is actually going to feature the new Pioneer format, and then there's going to be PTQs, there's online PTQs in November, but paper PTQs, they just announced a GP's schedule for the first half of 2020, a big chunk of Pioneer GP's will be coming up at the beginning of the year, so this is very much not Frontier, even though the card pool is similar, because this has full support of Wizards, like Wizards is 
all in on this format with competitive play and Brawl honestly, has the full support of Wizards too. Right? Like, hold on, I, hold on. <laughs> Let's not get too excited, right? Like it has to be a good format still, right? Oh, but you we but were you accidentally have... in the Brawl queue, you and I <laughs> you and I said. <laughs> yeah, That's how they get players. I've... You've actually been you can enter the Brawl queue. We might have we might have inflated the numbers. <laughs> at, the, at the same time, we we've never had Brawl GPs. We've never had Brawl Pro Tours. Like this is a another level. This is the same level of support that we get from standard, modern, those type of formats. So I think that's even a higher level of support than uh, than we see with something like Brawl. Personally, I'm super hyped for this format. I think this format is, I mean, I don't know. They're going to have to ban more cards. They even basically said that on Twitter, that they're expecting to ban more cards before the Players Tour event in February. Magic Online starting early is kind of like a testing period to gather data and ban what needs to be banned. So I expect we'll probably need more bannings, but I am really hyped for this format. When they announced Historic, I was kind of like, man, whatever, like maybe in a few years. But this format, to me, it looks big enough and interesting enough that I'm ready to like start brewing it right away. Yeah, it it, it does look pretty fun. I, I am sad that there will be no fetch lands, but because I wanted to try to see if like I can make a newer version of Esper Dragons. Uh, but well, like you have. You have my favorite card, uh, Crucible of the Spirit Dragon. You're fine. You're going to be great. Yes. Yes, I did totally forget about that card for some Dude, odd reason. Imagine if Crucible of the Spirit Dragon was like a format all-star and like it finally yes. pays off. Yes, it pays off a decade later. Yes, my 45 copies are coming through. All right. So, new form. So, what, what do you guys think? Do you guys think... what? What do you think it'll play like? Do you think it'll play more like modern or more like standard? Do you think people will get hyped? Because it, remember, these are old cards that are like, quote unquote, good. So it's probably going to be expensive to buy into this format. Well, I think that it, like, thankfully, they, this is the good thing. They didn't keep fetch lands in. So if this format takes off and you need more fetch lands, imagine like that, because then you would play like modern, this, and like you need like a billion polluted deltas, (laughs) stuff like that. I mean, I have that, but <laughs> so I, I guess I would be ready. But like, yeah, it I does increase the price. I think of all the lands. I think I think like things like uh, this is just my guess that maybe shock lands are now going to be more in demand, even like again. That might be true, although I think the good news is a lot of the chase lands for this format are either currently in standard or recently in standard, like. Shocklands, you can get the Brawl decks right now, and then you can still get boxes of, like, Guilds of Ravnica pretty cheaply. So I think, like, the timing actually lines up pretty well, and I would definitely encourage people, if you think this format is going to take off and be played for the next decade or whatever, like, modern, I would definitely try to pick up, like, my Shocklands, uh, Fastlands, the Corset, Buddylands. I would try to pick those up now while they're still in print for standard, because I think long-term that's when they could get really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so I personally think this format takes off when modern is too expensive. So the question is, is modern too expensive today? It's all, it's it's still very expensive. I mean, Mox Opal didn't get the ban like I thought it would today. That's like $110. Uh, yeah. Because if you go through like all of the formats, right? Vintage players are like, well, legacy is just crappy vintage, right? <laughs> and then legacy players are like, well, modern is just crappy legacy, right? And then, you know, it goes down the chain and basically you don't play the, the, the previous one because it's too expensive. Like I would love to play vintage, but I can't afford power nine. Right. So I feel like, you know, people are going to be like, 
pioneers just bad modern right so you know it's when modern gets too expensive that you cannot play modern you're like oh i can't afford to pay for whatever you're like oh pioneer (laughs) right like i I feel like it's gonna be something like that right i actually think that for the immediate future pioneer might be cheaper than standard how is that even possible (laughs) because no oko is not playable in this format I mean, if you're looking at standards like $600, $628, the Oko is just so expensive. Uh, even $400, like, I think you're going to be getting, like, Siege Rhinos and just random Rally the Ancestors. Like, a lot of the cards that could be staples in the format, the Energy Cards, Copycat, they're actually really cheap because they're not good enough to see playing Modern for the most part. So we'll see what happens a week from now. Maybe they all get bought out and, you know, triple in price and it's not the same. But right now, a lot of the cards that I would peg as staples seem relatively affordable. Yeah. So what what are the oppressive cards from uh, Standards Pass that we can think of here? So we have Energy, <laughs> right? We have Etherworks Marvel. We have Copycat Combo. What else do we have? What else was banned? Frostedon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Frostedon, yeah. Reflector Mage, those are kind of silly bands. I think one that wasn't banned that's on the list might be uh, like Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise. Oh. We'll see if Fetchlands maybe keep them in check, but those have been banned in most non-standard formats. Yeah, th- those will. I, I have to assume that those cards will get banned. Rally the Ancestors, Collected Company, were both probably in our current system of bannings, I think would have been banned. If we banned as liberally back when they were at their height in standard as we do today, I bet they would have been banned. Yeah, because I think the format will be like basically Throne of Eldraine mid-range decks versus combo decks. Because the creatures from like how how long ago was Return Ravnica? Five years ago? Just don't stack up. You're like Siege Rhino, like who cares, right? <laughs> like Siege Rhino's <laughs> like nothing, right? Like I'm not playing Siege Rhinos just for the memes, right? Like so I think you're yeah. going to have like questing beasts and things like that. So those cards will be expensive. And then you're going to have all of the broken combo and support pieces from the older sets. Well, 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 just, did just you remember. say questing beast is better than Siege Rhino? Richard, you, do you have no respect for <laughs> Siege Rhino? I, I don't. I don't think it's not. I'd rather play like a Galta or something. Like, I don't know. Like, what are you going to do with the four mana four five, right? Like, I could get like a three mana like seven six or something right like i don't know i'm 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 with richard here on that like siege rhino was like the like wow a lightning helix lightning helix is attached to a four or five trampler but i think like everything (laughs) does that now right like and then some more like quest and then questing beast doubles that right i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm just i just destroy your your four drop in three colors with the (laughs) my card that gave me six combined power like no problem right (laughs) <laughs> I I do, however, think that like War of the Spark, oddly, will still police a lot of cards. Like yes, uh, War of the Spark and fairies and Carns. Yeah, like you'll still have. Ooh, I I wonder if now we get into a, a, a territory where four mana Karn just is the business, right? Because you have all of the artifacts from like Ether Revolt, Kaladesh, and and whatnot, and you have just more artifacts to play with now. And you probably got to shut down your opponent's Etherworks marbles, which is one of the cards I'm most scared of facing. Yeah. So added bonus, I guess. That's your stony silence. Yeah, and and like it's definitely main deckable. I, like I, I I think it's definitely main deckable because now I don't have to meme around and like I don't know pull like whatever the three mana wand that turns out things into two four oxes, right? <laughs> like 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 it's it's not as memey as it was. Now it might actually be pretty good. 
Yeah, because I, I think I think so. Like, what are the decks we have? Right, we had like Sphinx's control decks, which I don't think will be that good. Or I don't know, because you have Narsets nowadays and like Teferis and stuff. You have the Devotion decks, which I don't know. You had like five color piles of stuff because Whoa. Concept Akira gave you unlimited mana. Uh, what was the BFZ deck? Uh, um, anything with Gideon oh, allies Gideon. of Zendikar. You have Gideon decks. You have Emrakul, the promised end. Well, yeah, 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 that's we, right. We remember that, the right? Green-black graveyard decks. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. We're, we're going into the band winter. Then you have Kaladesh with all the energy decks. Oh, El- Eldrazi. You have yeah. the entire Eldrazi deck. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There's actually a lot of... There's a lot of sweet decks. Rally the Ancestors, Collected Company. I'm sure there's like a ton of fringe decks. I'm excited to be able to play Panormonicon in a new format. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Maybe that's why I like Siege Rhino more than the rest of you. That's definitely better than Questing Beast if you have a couple of Panormonicons on the battlefield. <laughs> that's like 12, that's like 12 mana. <laughs> uh, I, I do have to go on a, a super quick rant though about this format. It's not on Magic Arena and Boy, does it make Historic just look like an absolute travesty. Like, why? Why would you announce Historic, not support it, have everyone complain about it, and then literally like a month later, announce a format that is supported by Pro Tours and PTQs that is essentially what everyone was hoping Historic would be. Like, this is the format that people wanted, like postmodern on Magic Arena. So, I don't know. To me, this makes Historic look even more just, like, ridiculous and bad. And, oh, it kind of, like, I don't know what Wizards is thinking with that. Like, why wouldn't you just backfill a little bit and put this on Arena instead of Historic? Like, half the sets are available on Arena already, right? You're close, And then you just need to do the other half. And it's not... It's not like you're going back to, like, 4th edition templating or something, right? Like, it's returned to Ravnica 4. Like, the cards are not that crazy. Like, our rules is fairly thought out at this point. You're not trying to implement, like, these weird cards from, you know, ancient sets. So I feel like they should just backfield it. And then people would play Arena like crazy, right? Like, you'd have all these new cards. You'd have all this new content. You'd have all this stuff to do. Instead... They're trying to funnel people into Magic Online, right? Like I, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm like, oh, is Magic Online alive? Is it, is it making a resurgence now? Because you can only play Pioneer on Magic Online. Like that, that's weird. At least, even if they couldn't do it right away, and I understand it takes time, they could have been like, okay, like our goal is that we're going to be adding Pioneer to Arena. It's going to take us a couple years of like backfilling sets, but that's like what our plan is. Like that, even that would have been way preferable to like, oh, here's Historic. When you build a Historic deck, we're going to put this like big check mark on <laughs> over it, so it looks like you can't play it anywhere and it's illegal in the client. And then, oh, by the way, you don't know how to actually enter Historic queue. Like, ugh. Oh, Pioneer is just basically what I hoped Historic would be. And I'm sad that I can't play it on Arena. I guess that's the bottom line for me. So- no, I, I, I fully agree with that. I mean, I, I really would love to play this on Arena. All right. So do you guys think this format will be popular today or a bust? Do you think this is like block constructed, like an officially supported format, but no one likes it? <laughs> or do you, do you think this is actually the next modern today? I think when this it launches? is the next modern. It, I, I think it could be pretty fun. Yeah. It, 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 there's enough sets now where, like like Seth had mentioned earlier, that this could be really fun. I mean, I think we're going to need a lot of uh, tweaking to the ban list, and I think Wizards expects that. I don't expect it to be super fun immediately because there's going to be some broken stuff, but I'm pretty confident that this is going to take off. Like, it's going to be cheaper than modern, significantly, I think, and it's going to be cards that newer players maybe have some nostalgia with. It's easy to forget if with people like us who've been playing Magic a long time, like... 
new players, they don't have any connection to, like, random Time Spiral cards or original Mirrodin cards or Ravnica cards. Like, they don't really have any any emotional connection to that, but they might to Theros cards, and, like, maybe they start playing Return to Ravnica. And, like, so I think this is going to be big. I think it's not going to happen immediately, but I fully expect that this will be modern within, like, a year or two, and modern will be more like Legacy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like, be the, this will be more supported in GPs than Modern will in like two years time would be my guess. I'm gonna be the grumpy old man because I'm already bought into Modern like until <laughs> I can no longer play Modern because I feel like this will play like standard. Like I already have too many formats to play, right? You have limited, you have standard, you have modern, and you even have like commander. Like there's only so many formats a person can play. So if it it has to be a unique experience. I play modern for the broken combos. Right, I play standard for the mid range battle fest, right, and I play limited for like <laughs> combat math. I don't know, right, like drafting, right. So it has to be sufficiently different, otherwise it's going to end up like block constructed, right. You're like, I'm just playing some weird hybrid between limited and standard, and then you just don't play it, right. So hopefully it offers a unique experience, but something tells me it'll be mid range fest, but we'll see. Hmm. I, I am more hopeful than you are, definitely. But again, we will have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm ready to like start brewing decks. I expect like by the end of the week, we probably will have like played it on stream, hopefully have an article up because I'm definitely excited. And I know me personally, when I, I think I said this earlier, when I heard about Historic, I was kind of like, okay, like maybe that'll be fun eventually. But when I heard about this format, it like just immediately caught my interest. So I don't know. I'm hyped for it. Maybe I end up being completely wrong and it's, it's just like standard with more cards, but I'm actually pretty hopeful. All right. So yeah. what what deck are you guys playing tomorrow in Pioneer or, you know, going to try to play? <laughs> S for dragons. <laughs> with, with like Ojitai? Like what, what is your finisher? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dragon Lord, Ojitai. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Lords and, and Solemgar's like Scorn. That's Counterspell, right? <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that would be pretty cool, especially with the updates of like adding three fairy into there, maybe other, because like. It's pretty great that like you know you, you can't you can't target Ojitai with any of like Teferi bounces or Tucks and things like that. It, there's still there's a lot you could do in this format. Uh, so boring answer is I want to revisit Rally the Ancestors, which I didn't like it that much in Standard, but I've really enjoyed it in Modern. Less boring answer we played this like adventure possibility storm deck in Modern, and it's basically like all legal in. Uh, in Pioneer as well, and I really want to try that. I feel like the deck almost worked in Modern, and this format's going to be so much smaller and uh, less powerful that it might actually be, like, legitimately good in this format. I want to try yeah. Mono Black Devotion. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but uh, I want to play some Pack Rats, and I, I want there's, to... There's Mono Black Devotion. In this format. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. Lord, there's thoughts. Yeah. That's very unstandard. This... This isn't going to feel like standard. Good God. I'm going to be getting well, Fosseys on turn one. Standard. What, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to look at the board, uh, the the field of like sets that we could pull from, and I'm wondering, can Burn punish you enough for playing Fosseys? And I don't think there's don't, a Burn I don't think there's here. enough Burn. I mean, you could play... Yeah. Uh, what was... Like, Mogus's fanatic oh, like, what, what is the, the two-mana <laughs> thing that, like, adds mana oh. when you enter, and then you haste them all or whatever? Like, what? what? Burning oh. Tree Emissary? Yeah, yeah, What side is that? Yeah, Burning Tree... That's that's a uh, gate crash. Yeah, that's that's legal. Oh, okay, maybe okay. yeah, maybe that's like Atarka Atarka Red, like Bushwhacker Atarka yeah, yeah, yeah. command style, like, like aggro. Maybe burn. you just play Super Grawl. 
right? Like, I mean, you, Javier Dominguez did just win you with Grohl. You take every sleeve into this. And you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, uh, uh, the, the Dalve spell that, that it pumps the six plus six plus six. Get in there. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, though, for the media future, I would assume that Energy and Copycat are probably going to be the top two decks until they're banned. Like, we were talking about not a lot of combos in a mid-range slugfest. Copycat is... That's like a modern playable combo deck. People still play Copycat and Modern sometimes. Like, that feels like it could be very strong Wait, immediately. Krim, and Etherworks Marvel is was there busted a playable counterspell from Return to Ravnica forward? Return to Ravnica forward. Yeah. Oh, you get your dragon Is there counter. like a two mana yeah. counterspell? Somgar Scorn. Yeah. Somgar no, Scorn. No, not that. <laughs> that, that. What do you mean? That card is good. That card is the truth. It was amazing in standard. <laughs> like, we don't have Snapcaster. I mean, we don't. We don't have. Crit- we have torrential no- gear Hulk. It hits harder than snap. Yeah, but that's not going to no help you against like a four turn four combo. <laughs> yeah, no, that won't. But but you do get to now play noxious grasp, which can blow up the the Felidar guardian. Uh, you do have a lot of the core twenty hate cards. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then also they get to play Veil of Summer <laughs> to protect their combo. <laughs> well, that means they have to be in uh, green along with, yeah. uh, the, you know, the red, blue, and white. So they'd That's have to true. be in Maybe four colors. Without fetch lands, it might be hard. Although Oath of Nyssa... Ooh. Well, Oath of Nyssa, I guess, makes... You, like, that's what they kind of do in modern, right? Oath of Nyssa to just cast Saheeli and play yeah, and mostly plus like can, a... Like, blink it with Felidair if you want to to, like, reuse it. Yeah. You can definitely go that route. That's pretty cool. But Ooh, I don't know the man, the mana base is still without fetch lands, which does make it pretty difficult. Oh, I also just realized that Chain Veil is a card with War of the Spark Planeswalkers. I mean, that might not be competitive, but that sounds really fun. I guess like I have to look at the core sets, like what's in 2014 and what's in 2015 again, uh, to to really get a feel for the format again because I think the core sets will be pretty huge. Yeah, that is uh that is probably true. I think they the core sets stopped after titan so no no titans in the format we probably get like the watered down bad titans <laughs> the like the the, the pseudo titan right? cycles yeah then uh like the last core set right was origins and then we took a break for a while and then it's 2019 and 2020 oh that means we get all the flip walkers too origins yeah. is in this format right 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 because yeah. that is that was with dragon's block uh i'm excited for it yeah actually that oh my gosh this is Oh, I'm so bummed now. The more that we talk about this, like this is not on Arena. <laughs> yeah, time, time to buy double the standard cards. But the good news is, Magic Online is dirt cheap. So even if you have to buy all the standard cards, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. These cards have got to be super cheap on uh, Magic Online at the well, moment. Well, anyway. actually, if you check the prices, they've probably skyrocketed into oblivion during this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like apparently, dig through time went up. Yeah, when we saw it probably outside the scope of our podcast but i don't know there's been some weird spikes like a few days ago on cards that happen to be like bannably good potentially in this format so i there's some conspiracy theories floating around that maybe people have some inside information Look, there is no like, sec for magic the <laughs> gathering right so guarantee you this stuff happens all the time guarantee you you mean yeah, because like I mean, like a, like Oaken form also went up. <laughs> I don't Someone know if you know that. Oaken, information. Oaken form is is like 
four dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta do that. It's like insider trading. You can't make it too obvious. You gotta just buy some random yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know, guys. I was just guessing. <laughs> it's not Wait, my brother no. that works at Watsi and has, you know, it's not that. No, no. <laughs> Wait, can somebody tell me why today Oakenform and Rubble Belt Recluse went up? <laughs> it's actually we should probably remove those off the daily list if we could. They're like. They're like the weird, like supplemental cards, like from the those free decks they give away or something. So there's just like they react really weirdly because there's like almost no supply of them. Yeah, we should just <laughs> yeah, we should remove them. <laughs> but Oaken Form went up plus sixty nine percent. But I mean, like nine cents. The funny thing is, though, if you want an Oaken Form, you can just buy like the M nineteen one for like fifteen cents, or the M ten one for seventeen cents. So it's basically just this one specific printing that's like so weird. The M twenty. That's such a weird. That's such a specific printing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the art's even the same. I don't know. It's it, it's odd with so many cards these days. But we're running long with all these sweet topics. We should probably hit up at least a few fish mail before we got to wrap things up today. So Richard. Fish mail us. All right. If you have questions, send them to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MTGFishmail. And we'll get to your questions on air. Brew Fisto. Seth during spoiler season. I think Wicked Wolf is kind of a bulk rare. It feels a bit intro packy. Maybe for janky yep. wolf tribal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a bit far. That's a bit far, no? Intro pack rare? Janky wolf? <laughs> it still looks like that. I mean, uh... Yes, I don't know. I underrated food as a as a package. Like with I still think it's not that good of a card, but with Oko and Gilded Goose providing easy food support, then it becomes a very good card. So Yeah. I mean I think, I think we I all underestimated all it, the food cards. It was not terrible, right? It was just like, okay. Yeah. Next question. Alex the Grateful, do you th- take the banning of Khan's Fetchlands and Pioneer as a sign that enemy fetches will not be reprinted in Zendikar Rising? Or do you think they will be reprinted and banned immediately? I think because they said that they're still open to bannings that it's it's possible. They just reprint it but this is not legal in Pioneer. I think it's still possible. I think maybe it does reduce the odds a little bit but uh, I think it's still possible, yeah. No, I, I think they'll 100% reprint them. If not Zendikar Rising, some other standard set, and they'll just immediately ban. I don't think they're going to change. Like, this is how they sell boxes. Everyone wants fetches. This is how they keep modern, like, from being a billion dollars. So I don't think this, like, new format's going to affect that. They'll just release them and ban them immediately. Uh, Kojiro Sakaki is the announcement of Pioneer, the death of modern. Has Watsi given up with the failure of Modern Horizons, aka Hogak Menace? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Modern Horizons is probably a pretty big success from Wizards' perspective because I think it sold a lot of stuff, but uh, I don't think they've given up on Modern. I do think that if Pioneer catches on, it's probably a bad thing for Modern long term, like, especially if it's cheaper. Maybe players like flock to this and modern kind of trends towards legacy eventually and becomes more of a fringe like few times a year gp format but for the immediate future even like looking at the gps for next year there are a lot of pioneer gps but there's also a lot of modern gps to uh too so i don't think modern is going anywhere in the near future yeah junker 101 i had an idea for a mox a crew mox zero mana tap add one mana of any color to your mana pool activate this ability if crew mox is a creature crew one I mean, if, if Affinity and all those decks will still be able to use that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think the better, crew right? number would. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you get I, even I think more the crew number would have to be higher. 
I mean, isn't that just like a slightly better Springleaf drum? Like a zero mana Springleaf drum? A Springleaf drum costs, what, one mana? One yeah. mana, tap a creature, add a mana of any color. Yeah, so it's a zero mana Springleaf spring drum. Yeah. That would be very strong. I mean, Springleaf drum sees playing Modern Affinity. Yeah. I think it does, like, restrict it to certain decks because you got to have a creature, enough creatures to make it work, but I think that would be a very strong card. <laughs> Mem Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So ridiculous, ban Mem Knight. No, don't, don't ban Mem Knight. Oh, Especially, you, you can crew with summoning set creatures, so you can just go, like, one drop into that, tap your one drop, one drop, and have, like, four mana on turn two. Yep. Suntail Hawkins. One of my favorite decks you've ever made was Mono Green Great Aurora. I built it in paper. Now I want to see what it could do with Field of the Dead. Do you think you could brew it in modern, or is it just too slow? Hmm. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but... I'm do- I'm doing a pioneer poll for against odds this week that goes up on Wednesday, and uh, the Great Aurora is one of the cards that I have on the poll. So if you want to see pioneer version of the Great Aurora, go vote for <laughs> go vote for the Great Aurora than this week's against odds. Speaking of which, I wonder if there's any modern decks that are just straight up pioneer legal, Ooh. like decks without there's fetches, or just close. decks where you replace the mana base with like a you know a pioneer mana base. I wonder if there's just like a deck that's just like one for one available. That might actually be a good article, like turning your modern deck into a pioneer deck. I wonder if there's any decks that would uh, actually work for Sahili, right? You could play Sahili. Yeah, Sahili would be a good one. All right, that's all the questions we have time for this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that that brings us to the end of episode 247 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard, Crib, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Let us know what you think about all these crazy announcements in the comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And also, one more shout-out to our sponsor today, Spikes Academy. You can get 5% off over at SpikesAcademy.com with the code GOLDFISH. So, thank you to them as well. Uh, anyway... That does it for us today. We will be back next week to talk about whatever happens in the world of magic. So until then, this is the crew signing out. Bye.